Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Uh, one reason uh, I lead us in that confession is because you want to release faith that you get the most out of the class. And so you're not just dropping in to see if anything might peradventure happen. You're saying, my spirit is getting fed. My faith is getting stronger. I'm learning how to overcome everything. How many think that's a good thing to say? Yes. Well, it's so good we're going to say it again. <laughs> say it out loud. My spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger and I learn how to be an overcomer. Praise God. Well, uh, let's pray and release faith for uh, more uh, feeding of the word, feeding of our faith, exactly what the Lord knows we need today. Lord, we ask you for it in Jesus' name. All of us together are agreeing is touching this, asking for anointing, asking for the anointing that teaches and reveals and heals, the, the anointing. Uh, that quickens, asking for utterance as only you can give, asking for the quickening of every hearer's ears and eyes and heart and mind and spirit. We ask you for answers, direction for right now. We purpose to walk in the light of it, and we thank you for confirming it in our lives. Get glory to yourself, we say, in our spirits, our minds, our bodies, our marriages, our families, our businesses, our churches. Get glory to yourself, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn, please, in the great textbook to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. And let's continue on today in our study we're calling By Faith. Hebrews 10, 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today's English version says, To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for and to be certain of the things we cannot see. Verse 2, For by it the elders obtained a good report. And it starts mentioning to you specific individuals that pleased God with their faith and received amazing things. I mean, sign and wonder, miracle things. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and we've made our way down to verse 23 to Moses. Now, man, there are, you know, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all three of those is just Moses, every other verse. Moses, Moses, Moses. And it was God giving through Moses 
the leadership, the deliverance of his people out of Egyptian slavery and bondage, giving him, through him, the law, the Ten Commandments, the ordinances and the statutes, the uh, sacrifices, the operations of the priests and the Levites and the tabernacles. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And we're told that everything that God gave Moses was based straight off the real things in heaven. It was patterned after the real. So in heaven, there is a mercy seat. <laughs> in heaven, there are cherubim that are over it. it. All of those things were physical replicas of the real. And uh, every page is portraying beautiful truths that were fulfilled in Je by Jesus in redemption. He is the Passover lamb. He is the lamb slain. It's his blood that has uh, remitted and washed away all of our sins. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, don't neglect the Old Testament. It's the word of God. Uh, it's not, you know, irrelevant or non-applicable to you. Every page is full of light and life and truth. And of course, we're in the New Testament here in Hebrews, and what are they talking about? The Old Testament. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you can tell the writers of many of the epistles of the New Testament, they assume you know something about the Old. And in our day and age, we've got a lot of people who never even read the Old. So uh, class, catch up, right? <laughs> You've got some reading assignment. What is it? It's the B-I-B-L-E. Right? Read, read that book and, and get caught up. And if you want to really find out more about Moses' faith, go back and read Exodus and even Leviticus and Deuteronomy. You'll see rich things through all of it. We're told in verse 23, by faith Moses' parents hid him those three months and they weren't afraid of the king's commandment. Their faith in God delivered them from that fear of Pharaoh. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. We talked a lot about that on uh, yesterday's class. By faith, he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king. Can you see again, he, his parents were delivered from fear of Pharaoh by their faith, and then he was delivered from fear of Pharaoh by his faith. Uh, faith will set you free from fear. He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Man, when I hear that, I just immediately think of we walk by faith, not by sight. We look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. I think about the definition of faith is the evidence of things not seen. Uh, when you walk by faith, you don't see it, but you are convinced it's there and it will be there. Amen. Walking by faith. It's the most exciting life there is. He went on to say, um, through faith, he kept the Passover 
and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Now the last and you could say the, the greatest sign and wonder and judgment that happened against Egypt was the, the destruction of all the firstborn throughout the land of Egypt. The Bible said it affected the firstborn of Pharaoh. It affected the firstborn of every person and animal throughout the entire kingdom, but it did not touch the Israelites. Not a, a single child of the Israelites or even offspring of their animals died that night. And it was because of this, the observance of the Passover. Now, like we said, all these things are types because the New Testament says Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. One of the things that you'll see about Moses is that he is called faithful. Everybody say faithful. He's called faithful. What, what does that mean? Um, the scripture says in, he, in Hebrews right here that through faith he kept the Passover. But we also know that the scripture says that he was faithful uh, in, in the third chapter here of, of Hebrews 3, 5, he was faithful in all his house. Uh, the eighth chapter gives more insight into it. Uh, something that just stands out. If you read, especially the latter part of Exodus, um, what God told Moses to do. I mean, it's chapters and chapters and chapters of what God told Moses to do. But a phrase that just stands out to me, it says, and God told Moses, and Moses did. <laughs> According to everything God told Moses, Moses did. Moses did. God commanded Moses, and Moses did. I mean, 50 sometimes. God commanded Moses, and Moses did. In other words, Moses did exactly what God commanded him to do. And the Lord had told him a couple of different times. He said, now don't you add to it and don't you take from it. That's where we get that phrase. It's even quoted in, in Revelation. We see it first here. Don't add to it, to what I say, and don't take from it. Don't change it. In other words, do it exactly what I say, the way I told you. And so God would command Moses. He'd say, make the altar this size, make it out of this. Next thing you know, it said, and Moses did exactly what God said. In other words, he made it to the inch on the dimensions. He made it the shape. He made it out of the materials. This, child of God, is faithfulness. This is what faithfulness is. Some have misunderstood and thought, well, you know, working as hard as you can is being faithful. No, it's not. Because you can have a better idea <laughs> and you can be loose and make changes. Uh, you, you, people are often calling diligence faithfulness, but it's not. Being diligent is good, but being faithful is more important. The most important thing about being faithful is that you do exactly what you're told to do and the way you're told to do it. And at no time was this more important than the Passover. Can you see this? You get down to Exodus 12. In fact, let's go back there. 
in Exodus 12, and the Lord is telling them, do this exactly the way I tell you to do it so that you're not destroyed when they're destroyed. Is it important to follow instructions and to follow them precisely? Well, you know, it, it, it's quite a, a, an amount of pride to change up something God told you. Because what would you be basing it on? <laughs> God told you to do something. He told you to do a certain way and you get in the middle of it and go, you know, I know he said use this kind of wood, but this other wood's handy over there and, and I'll save a lot of money with that wood. Uh, why don't I just use that? Well, why don't you just listen to God? I mean, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? And really it's much more serious than people think it is. Well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is you think you know more than God. The big deal is you don't trust that he knows best. You don't trust that his way is the best way and his choice is the best choice. So Moses was called the meekest man on the planet. And you'll see in that meekness is a realization of how much I need God. Can you see that, friends? Having faith in God doesn't make you independent. <laughs> Having faith in God means you realize how dependent on Him you are. And you ha having humility, and He gives grace to the humble, means you respect His choices. You, you respect His ways and you consider Him way, way smarter than yourself. <laughs> Now, every, everybody agrees with this when you say it like this, but do, do you know how many times people get in the middle of stuff and they change it, they change it, they change it, and they see no problem with it. Oh, what's the big deal? Well, it's a big deal that you think you know more than God. That is a big deal, very big deal. And uh, because there's all kinds of reasons why he says things that you're not aware of. He sees everything. He sees the big picture. He sees the end from the beginning. You're seeing this much, right? So when he tells you do this and do this and do this this way and, and do it with this, do it with them, if you ignore it, if you change it, it can be much more serious than you had any idea. In Exodus 12, when it comes to the lives of all of the firstborn throughout all the Israelites, and we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, probably a couple of million, all total. He spoke to them. In verse 3, he said, speak to all the congregation of Israel. In the tenth day of the month, they'll take to them a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. If the house is too little, let him and his neighbor next to him take it. And uh, verse 5, your lamb will be without blemish. Does that sound familiar to you? A male of the first year, you'll take it from the sheep or from the goats. You keep it up to the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they'll take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and the upper door post of the houses, wherein they shall eat it. How many think it's important, if he said that, that you don't just mop around the floor? Hmm? Or that you say, well... Why don't I just do this? Or why don't I just do that? That makes a mess. Do we really need to make that mess? 
<laughs> Do you really want your kids to live? Uh, take it. Verse 8, they'll eat the flesh in that night. Roast with fire, unleavened bread. With bitter herbs shall they eat it. Eat not of it raw or sodden with water, but roast it with fire. So you couldn't cook it just any way you wanted to. You know, God's very specific. He gives you details. And he expects us to follow them. Uh, with the head, the legs, the pertinence thereof, and you let nothing of it remain till the morning. And that which remains of it till the morning, you burn with fire. So you couldn't just dispose of it any way you wanted to. Verse 11, And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you eat it in a haste, in a hurry. It's the Lord's Passover. For I'll pass through the land of Egypt this night and smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I'll execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood will be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. The Bible said in Hebrews 11 that by faith, uh, Moses kept this Passover. He kept it and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Faith, we already see, respects God and respects his ways. And so you can be sure that Moses was explicit in detail. And he was not ambiguous. He was very definite. He told them exactly what the Lord said to do it. And if anybody talked about deviation, he corrected them in no uncertain terms. And here's an amazing thing. The latter part of the Lord's instructions were, you eat it fully dressed, bags packed, in a hurry, ready to go. Can you see what's going on here? What, what's he saying? Eat it. Ready to leave. Leave where? Egypt. <laughs> yeah, but ain't nobody ever left Egypt in 430 years. Right? And he's got a giant army that can make sure nobody leaves. Nobody's ever even, if anybody tried anything, it was squashed. It was just, you know, people were slaughtered. But the Lord says, eat it with your walking boots on. <laughs> All right, bags packed. Get your staff for your journey in your hand. And don't loiter around. Eat it in a hurry, ready to go. You know, faith gets ready. Faith prepares. And faith respects God's instructions and follows them to the T. And do you know what happened? Even though I'm sure if you'd have asked anybody in Egypt, will Pharaoh ever let all these people go? No, it's never going to happen. That night, they pled with them to leave. And when they asked for, uh, uh, for gold and silver, everybody gave them their gold and silver. And we see a verse in Psalms, that in Psalm 105, I'll read it to you. Psalm 105 that just tells you a lot. In Psalm 105.36, it says, He smote also the firstborn in their land, 
the chief of all their strength, talking about Egypt. And God's people, verse 37, he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Hold on, wait, wait. This is a lot of people. There were 603,550 soldiers, just men who could bear arms in this group, not counting the women, the children, the older people. You're looking at a couple million people, maybe more. And out of this group, not one feeble, not one sick. Got to remember, they're slaves. They have to work in the fields all day in the sun. In these last several months, they've been driven beyond human capacity. They're, you remember they took their straw away from them and, and, and didn't supply the straw and, and commanded them to keep up their brick quota because they were talking about going out to, to, to worship the Lord. And uh, the taskmasters, the Bible had said, was cruel. They were beating people. They were hurting people. You're going to tell me not one out of all these millions of people hadn't suffered sunstroke, malnutrition, being beat, being hurt. I submit to you, there were a lot of people throughout the Israelite slave nation. There were a lot of people who were sick sickly, weak, injured, damaged, hurt. But something happened. <laughs> something happened the night of the Passover. Oh, hallelujah. Something happened. I mean, the, Lord's, the, the Lord told Moses what to do. Get the Passover, uh, kill it, uh, prepare it, put the blood on the doorpost, get in the house, nobody go out of the house. Pack your bags, put your hiking boots on, get your staff in your hand. Yeah, but what about Uncle Joe? He can hardly walk. Get his boots on. Get his boots. Well, what about Aunt Jill? I mean, she can't even get out of the bed. Put her walking shoes on, put her clothes on, right? Something happened. They not only applied the blood, they also ate the body of the lamb. Does this sound familiar to anybody? We got the blood. We got the body. Are there benefits from the blood of the spotless lamb? Yes, there are. Are there benefits from the body of the lamb? When they ate a type of the body of Christ with their shoes on, their bags packed, their walking stick in their hand, Something happened, and by the time the Egyptians drove them out of there, every one of them was able-bodied, able to make that trek across the desert to the promised land. There was not even one, oh, this is shouting ground, not even one feeble among all their tribes, and they were loaded with cash, loaded with cash. What, what does that typify? What is that typical? Is all this typical? Jesus became poor that you might be made rich. I mean, they took, they took away and stripped even his garments when he was on, his, on the cross. What did that have to do with? So that you and I could have what we need. Do you, can you see that? He was made poor that you might be made rich. 
I mean, when, when they came out of Egyptian bondage, they're no longer under the oppression and control of the ungodly world. Now they're on their way to God's promise in Canaan's land. They got healed bodies. They got money in their pocket. They feel good. They got cash to burn. They're ready to serve God. Come on, can you see that? Do you need a healed body to serve God properly? You know you do. You get enough sickness in your body, you can't do anything for the Lord. Do you need some money to do things for the Lord? You know you do. And all of this they got in a type of Christ. Do we get any less in the real thing? Certainly not. Certainly not. Look at it again in Hebrews 11. What happened? By faith. Somebody say, by faith. Are you tired of by faith? Me either. I don't think I'll ever. I know I'll never be tired of by faith. By faith, verse 27, Moses forsook Egypt. He wasn't afraid of the wrath of the king. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. And through faith, everybody say through faith, through faith, he kept the Passover. He was faithful to do it exactly the way the Lord told him to do it. And there, was a, a, there were astounding miracles that just rippled throughout the whole nation that night while death was in every house of the Egyptians, healing was going on. What well, we saw it already. When there was pitch darkness in Egypt, there was light in the land of Goshen. How many know we're in the world, but we're not of the world? Uh, we, uh, we're citizens of heaven. Hallelujah. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And no matter how bad or dark it may be, you and I can have light in our lives. Right? And no matter how impossible it might seem, we can be healed. Can we live by faith like Moses lived by faith? Like they, can we be faithful to do exactly what God said like they did? Yes, yes, and absolutely yes. <laughs> Praise God. Well, that's it. Our time is up again. Let's say it like we do at the end of the class. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world. By faith I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Praise God. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Really enjoyed being with you in Faith School again this week. Uh, as we may have mentioned before, there's so many classes that have gone before this one. And so if you've just joined us this week, there's a whole lot we'd like for you to catch up on. Uh, go online. The uh, information there is on the screen. And go back and get caught up with these uh, previous lessons on how to live and walk by faith. Um, we got into talking about this week that Moses esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He valued the things of God. We value the Word of God above everything in our lives. And uh, these broadcasts are brought to you by our partners that help make it available at no charge to anybody who wants to hear it. If you want to uh, become a partner and if it's valuable to you, you can use the information on your screen and become a partner and help send it to somebody else. This is valuable. His Word is valuable. It is life-changing. We give our lives and our effort to it. And if you want to be a part of it, it's something we'll get eternal reward for past this life. 
Praise God. We love you. We pray for you. We believe with you. We thank you so much for joining your faith and joining us on a regular basis. And we're going to see you again soon, next time in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.